Good morning, Bobcat fans, and welcome to this special back-to-school edition of Bobcat Radio. Joined alongside my producer, Kobe Jackson, and my co-host, Davin Meredith. I am your host, David Castaneda. We got an action-packed show for y'all today, but before we do, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks, eat, drinks, scenic views. Thank you very much, Davin. So without further ado, let's dive in straight into it. Today, we got a special interview from a fellow new KTSW staff member, as well as possibly more importantly, a forward on the Texas State ladies soccer team. Everybody, please welcome Grace Reddick. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, thank you for having me. Welcome in, Grace. Uh, how are you doing today? I know we were talking a little bit b- before the show, but um, could you give us kind of an insight to how you're feeling about this upcoming season? Man, I am excited. I am so excited for this season. We have a ton of new players that have came in. We have a couple internationals that have been brought into the team. And just from this past preseason games and then just um, working together and our practices, I can just see that chemistry coming together. And I'm just really excited for this upcoming season that we're about to have. Yeah, you mentioned the preseason and, you know, so funny, right before the show started, we were talking about this TCU and A&M, you know, the preseason's kind of supposed to be a way to kind of get your feet wet, but those are two very tough challenges. Could you tell me a little bit about those two games? Yes, um, <laughs> those were some very different, uh, difficult um, teams that we played, but I do have to admit that we definitely, like, we faced the challenges, but we also saw that... Um, that the resilience that we had. I mean, that we, and also I feel like that built us as a team. I mean, going through those lows together, mm-hmm. just to see that that's something that we can build on and that um, all this is gonna help us towards our uh, conference season, which is our main goal, is to, which is to bring, a, bring home. 12, five and three record last year. That's yes, pretty sir. good, I'd, I'd, I'd like to say. Um, could you talk about how the dynamic is between Coach Holman and the rest of the locker room right now? Man, um, I would just have to say that we, him, Coach Steve, and I feel like the team, we're so very excited. I mean, uh, he's gotten a glimpse of what we've been working on throughout the summer and uh, just the anticipation for this upcoming game on Thursday and just throughout the season, we're all just ready to get out there and show what we have been working on and show that, um, like, again, we are ready to get that ring, that conference championship. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, first off, Grace, welcome to the sports staff and welcome to uh, KTSW. But my question to you from obviously from last year, you guys finished 12 and 5 and 2 last year with the new implement with the new uh, rule about ties. So obviously ties are now included in y'all's record. And I know if y'all if you know your coach is trying to implement you know having ties. So obviously uh, my question to you is what is it going to take for you guys to you know improve what you guys did uh, or what you guys can do this year compared mm-hmm. to what y'all did last year? I would definitely have to say that it's really just leaving it all on the field. Like you said, uh, having that new rule implemented uh, really is a huge factor. Um, No overtime, no nothing. So it's you give 120% as soon as you step on the field. And just whatever, whenever you're on, um, you just do whatever you can. And that's for both halves. And then just really leaving it all out there. 
Again, welcome to KTSW. And uh, question, uh, what is something you learned from last season that you personally are going to implement into your coming season in 2023? I definitely feel like my mental aspect of the game is something that's going to be huge for me this year. Uh, my freshman year, um, I really was in my head. I mean, just I feel like that's for all freshmen, not even <laughs> just athletes, just freshmen in general. It's just so much a new environment, new people. And what I had to do is just work on my mental toughness. And um, that this like implementing that into my season and just into my life this year is going to be that next thing that brings me to the next level. So, you know, this this entire uh, episode is about back to school and you're you're a sophomore now mm-hmm. obviously you talked about your freshman year um looking at your stats there wasn't many chances to play last year because of the there's a lot of upperclassmen on the roster mm-hmm. um what do you look forward to now and and how has that discussion gone with you know obviously being an upperclassman you get a lot more play time mm-hmm. has that been a, a big part of what you talk about with the coaching staff or is that kind of something you just leave up to them and just continue to play um well definitely my freshman year was I feel like my learning year it was uh learning the new speed of college the new technical aspects and I feel like this year me being my sophomore year I have those those first underneath my belt and I'm able to go into the game and then get that more playing time I also I've moved positions as well I was once a forward now I'm playing right back and I'm a defender now so um, that's also going to help me get onto the field more and then contribute to the team uh, aspect as well what do you enjoy playing better forward or or back I don't know (laughs) um okay so this is a fairly new position to me but um I'm not gonna lie. I've take. I absolutely love it because <laughs> not only am I keeping the back, like I'm a part of defense, um, you know, lockdown gang, but I'm also <laughs> able to get into the attack. Like as soon as the ball is passed out to me outside, I can go into. I can drive up into the field and I can get into the attack as well. So I can really play offense and defense. And then of course with my four position, I'm scoring the goals, which I always love doing. <laughs> but it, I don't know. Like it's it's like fifty fifty right now. But you to ask me again uh, towards the end of the season <laughs> yeah one question I have for you is since we are on you know the road to back to school obviously we're gonna have a lot of back to school uh, shows this week um, you know you as a freshman last year what advice do you have for incoming freshmen uh, this semester who is new to college new to Texas State uh, possibly new to Texas as a whole as a state what advice do you have for them this upcoming semester Ooh, let me think, let me think. Um, I have a ton of advice. I feel like the biggest thing for me is don't be too hard on yourself. Like like I said, I was talking about that mental aspect. That's a really big thing. I mean, again, new place, new environment, new people, new uh, challenges. Take it day by day, step by step. Don't think, oh my gosh, uh, I have this in like a couple weeks. I like don't t- day by day. It's gonna stress you out if you do anything more than that. So that's really just my biggest advice is just, you know, don't go too hard on yourself. Take it easy. This is new to you. Um, you know, go out, do what you gotta do, make friends, and just keep a healthy environment um, around you, and you'll be great. Most important question of all time: Where would <laughs> you want to know where to eat? If you were a freshman, like if you're a freshman, <laughs> what is a location that you wish you had known about beforehand that you can tell them right now? Okay. Whew, that is a very important question. Okay. Let me think. Let me think. Um, oh my gosh. I forgot the name. 
but um chipotle no <laughs> no 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 it's right up the river um okay it's ivars yes uh, yeah. uh, okay oh my gosh i went there a couple weeks ago and i was like man you got the scenic view the food oh yes also at the green and chepos that's another one mm, there you go those are my top two right there <laughs> <laughs> so um, so earlier you talked about um one of the biggest struggles as a freshman is this is more for sports but it, it could get into just you know a regular student as well um getting in your own head how could you say is that i i don't really know how to describe it. is that a really like a a big thing whenever you're playing a game does you know if you have a bad game does it affect you the next game if you let it get in your head too much yes a hundred and twenty thousand percent yes i mean even in practice like um i had to get over the thing like where i make one mistake and then i focus on that mistake the whole entire practice which mm -hmm. makes you make 10 more mistakes, right, more mistakes and then it just gets in your head and then those mistakes fall into the next practice and it's it's just a continuous cycle that's just not good for you so what i have to do my thing is just you do it you forget about it it's on to the next and that really just goes in life in general i mean you make one mistake okay i learn from it i continue on because if you dwell on that mistake it just brings down everything it changes your momentum and then in um you know sports and soccer it just it brings down the team because now right. if you're um, dwelling on one mistake, then you're not helping the team, which mm -hmm. ultimately brings the team down. How, how about vice versa? If you have a good, if you have a good day at practice, or if you have a good week of practice, does that affect you? In, of course, we're talking mentally. Mm -hmm. um, does that affect you in in the upcoming game? Like, do you feel like fresh, like a fresh head going into the game? Again, 110 percent yes. <laughs> it gives me like kind of like a chip on my shoulder. Like I'm like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, I got this. Like right. this is this is easy. Like and um, that's what like I actually have to start doing. Like I what I do in a practice, I pick out one or two things that I know I did great, and I dwell on those one or two things that give me a positive mindset instead of dwelling on those one or two things that I might have done that wasn't as good. Mm -hmm. So that's why I try to just think of those good things that will contribute or will go on to the next practice or games that will help me. Whenever a co or whenever a player is playing, you know, if they're in a rut or if they're in a slump or maybe mm -hmm. just not playing to their full potential, um, specifically with our team how do you how would you say the coaching staff goes about you know mm -hmm. getting that player you know some some coaches or some players obviously it differs like getting yelled at the harsh way <laughs> but some people just like getting sat down and talked to you how would you say our coaching staff goes about that let's see I absolutely love our coaching staff they kind of like are my dads <laughs> they like give you dad energy and yeah. um I'm not gonna lie I feel like um, Coach Steve, I, I haven't. He's never even yelled at me. It's more like disappointed dad talks. Like <laughs> he'll bring me to the side. And he's like, no, like you need to do this and this yeah. and, um, and that, that's totally okay. I'm totally fine with that. And then um, Henry, Coach Henry, he is. Uh, he also gives me dad energy as well, and he rarely yells. Uh, mm -hmm. actually <laughs> it just depends on it depends on the situation right. but um all of the coaches i feel like they have an amazing way of approaching um any situation whether it's asking you like how are you doing like are you okay checking up on us and then also like coaching us uh and um whatever we need to be coached so i feel like they definitely have figured out the ways to 
um, get to us players and make those connections with us. My final question to you, um, going back to diving in into this upcoming season, uh, you know, you guys are starting off, even though your exhibition games don't count, you guys are playing McNeese later on this week, mm-hmm. who actually had, you know, difficult Sunbelt losses against uh, Louisiana Mafia and ULM mm-hmm. uh, this past, you know, this past week. So I just want to know, what is it going to take for you guys to get y'all's first win of the season and possibly, possibly even go undefeated mm-hmm. in, in your season? I feel a big thing for us is just going to be uh, finding that attack up top and then finishing, finishing and scoring those goals. Those are going to be our, our biggest, our biggest uh, to do's that we have to do this, this year. And then um, just, um, you know, taking it head on and punishing the other team's defenses is really just going to be our biggest thing. And then also um, possession. We want to keep possession of the ball. We want the other team to chase us around. And once they begin to get fatigued, that's when we punish them and we score. So those are going to be like our our plans for the next games. I lied. This is actually the most important question. Um, <laughs> great old debate. Who's the greatest of all time, Messi or Ronaldo? Oh, oh God. That's a good Ooh. question. Okay, Ronaldo. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, oh my! My I am a CR seven for life. Ever since I was a little girl, that's been my role model. I'm sorry, please don't. He's got some no fire backlash. cleats too. So even though Messi <laughs> is going on an amazing streak right now, you know he's turning up in the men's league. But Cristiano, well, what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on <laughs> players going to the MLS and absolutely dominating? <laughs> it's like so funny to see because like I'll watch like a messy game and like he looks like he's playing against like wreck kid <laughs> like he's just like dribbling around them yeah. like he's like you know like barely like he was shooting from like the 18 like effortlessly like it's I just think it's so funny I mean but hey make, go make that money <laughs> literally that's what I would do <laughs> All right, Grace, that's all the time we have for this first segment. We'd like to thank you for allowing us to ask you these questions and uh, giving us an insight to this upcoming season. Thank you very much. Again, new KTSW staff member. This isn't usually how you would go about your first show (laughs) is getting interviewed. I don't think any of us could relate to that, but uh, welcome in. Hey, guys, thank you all so much for having me. and I'm excited to be a part of the KTSW staff this year. All right. Thank you very much again, Grace. Um, Y'all don't go anywhere. We'll be right back here on Bobcat Radio and KTSW Sports. You're listening to 89.9. Happy Monday and welcome back to this special back to school edition of Bobcat Radio. I am your host, David Castaneda. So guys, let's change gears a little bit here. We just had Grace Reddick, a wonderful interview, but uh, we're going to want to keep it here in the Bobcat world. Um, I'd like to start off by saying we got a very, very, very special year here for the Bobcats. Uh, yes, we do. Yeah, yeah, especially mm-hmm. with football. Um, probably the biggest sport in Texas for sure. Um, I want to know, with the fall semester coming up, which Bobcat athletic club are you looking most forward to watching this year and why? Um, for me, I mean, I know we're all going to say football is the obvious answer, but 
to me, I think the volleyball team, honestly, mm-hmm. is going to be a team to watch this year because, obviously, you know, the story last year was that, you know, Sean, you know, it was a new head coach in Sean Hewitt, and he did an unbelievable job for this volleyball team. In fact, almost made it to the, uh, to the NCAA tournament. Unfortunately, came up short in the Sunbelt Conference tournament uh, that prevented them from that prevented them from winning. But honestly, this volleyball team has strong has strong attributes. However, they did lose a lot of seniors like Janelle Fitzgerald as well. But I mean, we still got a lot of young players like uh, Maggie Walsh, who is Coach Walsh's uh, daughter over in San Mar- at the San Marcos High School. So obviously, this volleyball team has a lot to prove, and you know, and, you know, hopefully they can you know rebound and bounce back from their triumphant year last year, and hope they can possibly extend it even better. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take it on more of the club side here at Texas State. I'm looking to see what the Quidditch team's got going on. I want right. to I want to see the glory days, you know. I think they had a slump last year, and I, I just want to see the Quidditch team. Also, i got some friends on that team as well, and I'm going to go ch- check out a few matches too. Where where does that – where can you find those? I think they do it where the IMs are. Oh. Yeah, over for uh, Greek life. Okay. All right. Well, um, uh, I know we talked about before the show the obvious answer football and that's what I'm gonna go with guys I'm sorry but uh it's all good. I mean look just because it's the biggest sport in Texas doesn't mean you can't still get excited about it a new head coach and a new quarterback we talked about this before those are the two biggest positions on a team you know besides besides quarterback I think the coach is the next most important no, position. absolutely sure. and uh, so it's just going to be incredible to watch you know you talk about Finley and you talk about Malik Hornsby that that battle in the in the QB room and see who's going to be the captain of the offense as well as you know you got you got you got a new head coach and when when whenever you talk about a team that's coming off a season that they that you know that they just had you're you're going to want to make some improvements and I mean I'm curious to see to see what's going to happen. A very tough uh, beginning of the schedule, I believe. It's yeah. it's Baylor and JMU. Oh, yeah. right? It's Baylor and U- UTSA. Yeah, UTSA. UTSA, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people are thinking 0-2 right off the bat, but if it's not 0-2, this I think to bull me, bound. I think it's um, – I know. I mean, okay. There was this one time I saw on BCR that the Bobcats were going undefeated, and that was more of a, a hot take per se. Um, <laughs> but and that happened literally over literally over a year ago because it, it was my first time ever doing a Bobcat radio episode, and um, yeah, that didn't turn out so great. So that's a, that's with a that, scorching <laughs> hot take, that is a nice, that is a scorching um, hot take. But as far as this season, I mean. Davin, I know me and you, we covered everybody pretty much uh, in Louisiana at Media Day, so we pretty much have mostly the insight of what could possibly happen in the Sun Belt. And as far as Texas State's concerned, I think they'll probably – I think they'll split. I think they'll split the two. Either Baylor – they'll beat Baylor or lose to UTSA, or they'll beat UTSA and lose to Baylor. Mm -hmm. But after that, it is – you know, heavyweight showdowns, tough sledding, tough sledding for the Sun Belt Conference. Obviously, we you know had interviews with Coastal Carolina this during the media day. James, uh, JMU. Um, I know we got to interview Southern Miss players and the head coach as well. So, I mean, it is tough sledding in the Sun Belt Conference this season. And honestly, we are in for a treat because the Sun Belt has been known for putting up big upsets, especially last year, uh, last season. So, I mean, I mean, this is this is going to be a fun season. I'm looking yeah, forward to the it. The Sun Belt. I mean, it's. It's a competitive conference. You mm-hmm. go in there and you think about a Group Five uh, conference, and you walk in. There's competition left and right, and then it's on all sides of the ball too. You got a three-time Sun Belt Player of the Year and Grayson McCall returning for Coastal Carolina to lead that offense. You mm-hmm. got 
teams all over the board. And Texas State, you know, Kenny's new, but I've got I've got faith, and honestly, I think it's going to be a decent season. Yeah. So for let me catch everybody up to speed here. Uh, Dav and Kobe Paxton uh, went to the media day. Richard. Uh, Richard too, mm-hmm. yeah, um, a couple weeks ago in Louisiana, and they got a chance to talk to a lot of the uh, coaching coaching staff, right? I believe, and yep. all the coaching staff teams. and players. I'd like to uh, I'd like to ask y'all which team, you know, try not to be biased here, but which team in the Sun Belt do y'all think is the most swaggiest, the one that's ready to oh. win right now? Um, you can answer that. Okay, Devin. I have to shout out Coastal Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> they were we they walked up to us and. Again, I mentioned him earlier, Grayson McCall is the quarterback, and he's returning uh, with a new head coach. And he sat down, and he was like, all right, boys from San Marcos, y'all got some good stuff for us today. And <laughs> he was flashing his conference championship ring. Mm-hmm. And they just, got a, they just got a vibe about them. They're, they're competitive. They're good every year, every year out. I mean, they've, they've got the swaggiest everything, honestly. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. But another team I think a lot of people are really sleeping on is uh, South Alabama this year because mm-hmm. many people don't know that the offensive coordinator for uh, South Alabama is Major Applewhite. And he is one of the great college football masterminds, offensively at least, mm-hmm. one of the great masterminds in college football. And he's coached a lot of great players, including the Long, including in the Longhorns. I know he coached uh, Sam Wellinger and I believe Shane Bouchelle as well at, at UT. So he is an absolutely unbelievable offensive coach or offensive coordinator. Could be potential head coach one one day. I would hope you know that could happen. But South Alabama had an unbelievable year. Unfortunately, they came up short in their bowl game against Western Kentucky last season. So I mean, South but South Alabama is no joke, and they will fight. And I believe I want to say it was them and Coastal in the some. No, I'm sorry, it was, it Troy, was Troy, Troy and Coastal. Coastal yeah. yeah, it was Troy and Coastal in the Sun Belt Conference Championship. But I think South Alabama will be up there in that in that conversation this year. I think. Texas State definitely gonna have to keep on the on the pedal as uh, as we go on to this football season. Based off of what y'all are saying, um, let's stay on football, guys. Let's do the NFL. Many uh, people starting fantasy football this year. Who is the undisputed number one overall pick in your league? And who's a sleeper pick too? Okay, I gotta I gotta think about this. Um, well, um. You know, I was going to draft – when we did our KTSW sports draft last year, I was going to draft Jeremiah Chase my first round. And, unfortunately, um, I I believe Justin snagged him in the first round. That kind of made me sad. But I think who a lot of people are uh, – I'm going to draft – for me, there's two ways I can do this. I can either go receiver, receiver, or running back, running back. Um, if he's open, which I, I doubt it, but – Justin Jefferson. Yep. I was just about to say yeah, that. You Justin know, for, Jefferson. For, for, the, for the last five years, I feel like it's been running back no matter what. Number one overall pick. I think this year it is the first year in a very long time that a wide receiver should go first. I think Justin Jefferson is the way to go. What do you think, Devin? I got a sleeper for you. I'm going to go Chris Olave out of New Orleans. You know what? I drafted him last year yeah, on my fantasy year. team. He's a solid receiver and – we all know Michael Thomas might be out at some point or another <laughs> any other Sunday. I say I'm, Olave, man, and I got Derek Carr down there too. Hey, he, they looked good yesterday if you watched the preseason game for the Saints because everybody start everybody who you know was is a starter on offense all played and stuff yesterday, and they look good. Mm-hmm. They look pretty good. Last th- last thing I'll say is I know it's every year someone drafts him in the first round and it never works out. Christian McCaffrey, if he's healthy, yep. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Ain't no, so no, anybody taking Brock Purdy in this room? Nope. <laughs> 
is, is he even gonna is he even... he is i believe he's declared probably the starting quarterback of the season i think okay and who's under center for the saints um Carr? Derek Carr. Yep. yep. Oh wow. Yep. Derek yeah, Carr. then that I mean I I think that's a that's a very good pick. Derek Carr knows how to how to sling it for sure. Um I guess we talked about sleeper pick. Let's talk about someone you really want to stay away from. Um I'll if you are cool with it, I'll go let's, ahead and start. Go ahead. Um I think Alvin Kamara is a yes. guy to stay away from, you know. Yes. Not, <laughs> obviously he had his issues last year, but besides that, you know, the injuries and and the way that you know, we just talked about the Saints trending. He's a very good receiving back, don't get me wrong, but the way the 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 Saints offense is trending a lot more towards an air raid offense. Uh, a college style offense. So I, I'd say probably stay away from that guy at least in the early rounds for sure. Uh man, stay away from. Well, I was gonna. Well, if Zeke was if Ezekiel Elliott was signed, I would have said Ezekiel Elliott to stay away from. But um, <laughs> I think a receiver to stay away from, I think, would be Keenan Allen. I think because he has been for the past couple of years, he's been he's been injured at least within the beginning of the season. But by the end of the season, he's fully healthy and you know ready to ready to you know ready to pounce. But I mean, if you want to if you want a receiver that can extend you throughout the whole season and throughout your whole uh, fantasy team, I would uh, I wouldn't want to go with Keenan Allen. I think this one kind of is just an obvious, but right now, just with the situation too, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, yep. <laughs> he got the performance from last year, and then also just everything that's going on with the trade rumors and holding out. So that's yeah. just mine. Stay uh, away from Jonathan Taylor. That's not a that's not a bad take. That's yeah. not a bad option at all. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, real quick, while we have a little bit of time here, um, just right off the top of your head, who is the early front runner to win the Super Bowl for you? Oh, that's oh, that's really early. Um, uh, I don't know, cause, cause I, I, I mean, I've watched every single preseason game this weekend. Uh, I stay, I did literally like an all nighter, watched every preseason game, and I'm not gonna lie, there's some good teams out there, but it only matters when the starters are on the field. No, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> um, Super Bowl. I know the odds favorite is the Bills right now, cause yeah. of you know everything that been through that they've been through, but. <sighs> I hate to say I hate to say it, but I think Kansas City. I, I'm gonna say Kansas City. I mean, mm. they can't. I mean, shocker. I mean, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, they have been absolutely unbelievable these past few years. And I mean, Patrick Mahomes, literally the book, the best quarterback in football right now. I mean, what more can you say? What more can you say about him and this team? I mean, they've literally have been dominant throughout this whole throughout you know his time that Patrick Mahomes has been the starting quarterback. So I'm gonna say. Kansas City for now, but I'm pretty sure that will change once like the season starts and we get kind of rolling after preseason. All right, Kobe, I was hoping for a hot take from you, man. Okay, <laughs> I'm just gonna throw one out there, and it's more of a hope. The New York Jets. I knew you. Really? Aaron Rodgers has a new team. He's out of Green Bay. You got Sauce Gardner on the other side. Sauce. All I'm saying is that Jets team looks pretty decent, pretty solid, confident even. They got some older leadership. Just watch out for them. That's all I'm saying. We were we were talking. Didn't we talk about that in the last uh, Bobcat Radio? I think the Bobcat Radio. I believe we did because we. In fact, I want to say it was because Aaron Rodgers did get traded. Uh-huh. So I, uh, I mean, that Jets is not a it's not a bad pick. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not mad at that because it might be the team you don't want to play later on in the season. Oh no, probably not. Or that wild card spot. They get a wild card. I don't. I want to play Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. I don't know about wild card spot. I actually think they might win the division against Buffalo. I think so. 
because I mean I'm just saying because you know obviously Buffalo's defense has been absolutely lethal these past few years. But honestly, this is probably the most comfortable I've seen Aaron Rodgers in a very, very long time. Because obviously, the story was that he was going to fill out the you know legacy of Brett Favre. But you know, I hate to say, it, but his career is going exactly like Brett Favre, except that Brett Favre has less has more interceptions than Aaron Rodgers does. But I mean, Favre started off in Atlanta, then you know, obviously Green Bay, then the Jets, and then Minnesota. So it's almost like an exact copy of. Brett Favre's career but like I said earlier if you guys watch Hard Knocks this is probably the most comfortable I think Aaron Rodgers has been on a team in a very very long time and I'm and that's not a bad pick at all but you know we'll see yeah we'll definitely have to see my two picks were uh either the Bills or the Bengals I think it's funny four four different picks on the board they're all AFC I think we can all agree that the AFC is a place to be this year um so unfortunately that's gonna be all the time we have here today on this beautiful monday um weather's looking how is it looking kobe let's let's get a weather well i mean it's been hot these past uh these past few weeks it's currently 91 degrees uh outside it's supposed to be a high of 102 later on today and it was a low of 76 and then we'll go and do tuesday's podcast for tomorrow it is going to be a high of 100 degrees on the dot and a low of 77 and for the rest of the week it's pretty much going to be looking just clear skies sunny skies with very hot temperatures uh very uh i guess you could say a good week for you to be out in the sun but i know it is moving week for a lot of freshmen and for people who are moving into apartments so make sure y'all stay hydrated and uh just be careful Nothing more fun than moving into an apartment in the 100-degree weather. Thank you very much for joining us today on this Monday edition. I am your host, David Castaneda, with my producer, Kobe Jackson, and my co-host, Davin Meredith. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, let's get you back to the other side of radio.